Ladies and gentlemen, the questions you've all been asking are now being answered. Welcome to another edition of It's All About Who You Know, the podcast where influential people talk big topics in sports, faith, and more. Your host is a former Oregon State wrestler. He has a 4.9 star Uber rating and is currently undefeated in his MMA career. Here is Christian Robertson. Okay, what is up? Good morning, America. I'm just kidding, that's not my show. Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of It's All About Who You Know. If, you see, if you're watching this video and I'm messing around with the microphone, uh, it's not my fault. It's the microphone's fault for being so stupid. Jeez Louise, I swear, man. Okay, I'm just going to back this thing up. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. Uh, appreciate you being here, as always. Uh, what is this? Episode 44, I think. The big 4-4. Almost double my age. So, uh, no, welcome back, guys. Uh, before we get into it today, I got a few things I want to talk about. Uh, first off, uh, if you have not yet, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, comment. Uh, go down. So right now, if, you go, if you're on Apple or Spotify, go down, leave a, leave a comment, leave a review, five-star review. That helps out greatly. And if you could, just share this with one person. Maybe if you put it on your Instagram, that works too. Uh, but just go ahead and share it with somebody. Um, maybe that could get, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, uh, something out of it. Uh, once I get Wi-Fi, once I get back to the States, I'm going to be doing interviews again. So hopefully that will uh, will help. So if you know of anybody that maybe wants to do an interview or somebody interesting uh, that has a cool story to share, maybe an amazing testimony, um, I think I'm going to be doing that uh, at some point. So I think that would be cool. At some point, I'm going to have my buddy Evan on to share his testimony. It's absolutely amazing. So I would love to do that. Uh, so share it. Go over to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Link will be in the bio. And also one more thing. Uh, I'm doing a PlayStation 5 giveaway. Uh, and the details on that are on my Instagram, at Barbell Robertson. So if you guys want a chance to win a PlayStation 5, sorry, I'm Sorry about that. We cut out for a minute. Uh, but if you guys want a chance uh, to win a PlayStation 5, go check that out on my Instagram. Uh, it'll be the picture of me and my girlfriend, Michelle, pointing at a PlayStation 5, doing a giveaway. Go check out the details, follow the steps, and, uh, and you should uh, enter to win. So, all right. First order of business, guys. First of all, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Those are the only two holidays I know of that are in this time period. So those are the only ones I'm going to say. Not a happy holidays guy. Definitely not politically correct. Who cares? Moving on with our day. Uh, before we do, though, I want to get into the verse of the day. Not the only Bible verse I will be sharing today, but one of many. Um, and it, it comes from the book of Matthew. Matthew 1, 21. It says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Boom. So um, just this holiday season with Christmas right around the corner. Uh, Friday, shoot, it's Monday, Christmas is Friday. Um, just want to encourage you guys, you know, my mom and I were just talking about it, but, you know, there really is a reason for the season. Uh, we don't have Christmas for nothing. Um, you know, 2020 years ago, whether you like it or not, Jesus was born um, around that time. We don't exactly know when, uh, but around that time, it, it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is it, it did happen, um, and there is, uh, you know, 
it was the greatest thing that ever happened for for us as Christians and even those um, you know non Christians that are that are on a path towards Him. Um, it is the most amazing thing. It is the greatest gift. Uh, obviously, we celebrate you know His sacrifice on Easter, but just the fact that He was born. I, I think it's really cool the Bible story of it reminds me of uh, and you guys leave in the comments if the, if if this is something that it reminds you of too. But it's like uh, I like uh, the show Gotham. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen the show Gotham, but basically this whole time, it, you know, you're just seeing how bad it is in Gotham City. And, you know, you've got the Riddler, you've got Penguin, Two-Face, like all these people. I think Two-Face is in it. Anyway, all these people, all these horrible, atrocious things are happening, and everybody's like, man, like there's like no hope. It's bleak, you know. And And then Batman shows up. Now, obviously our... Our Christian life is a little different, but that's kind of how I correlate the story. Like the Old Testament, it's like, you know, all this bleak, no hope, evil, pain, suffering. And then, you know, but there's these few guys, these prophets, and obviously God talking to people. And then they're talking about this coming Messiah. And I just feel like it's just so cool. You know, then Jesus shows up and he walks on the scene and he's filled with the spirit and, you know, demons flee and people are healed and, and it's crazy when you look at the historical context, and, and obviously the context there uh, is, you know, the Jews had a misconception of what the Messiah would do. They thought, especially since Rome, you know, they thought that Jesus was going to come, the Messiah was going to come and overthrow Rome, because that, they thought that was their greatest evil, and never did they want to look in and say, no, like, sin is the greatest evil, and, and we're all accountable to it. And, and Jesus didn't come to save one people group. He came to save all people groups. And so the fact that, you know, it's 2020 and we get to celebrate another Christmas, man, is just unbelievable. It's amazing. And I think, you know, just moving on in this time, you know, as, especially as Christians, like we have an ability and we have a desire. We have a hope. We know where our final resting place is. And it's not going to be rest. It's going to be you know, we're going to run and not grow weary. We're going to soar on wings like eagles, and we're going to be in God's presence forever. And so I just think, and if you're not a Christian listening to this, uh, you know, I'll talk about some political stuff here in a little bit. So just stay tuned or skip ahead or whatever. Um, But, and if maybe maybe you'll get something out of it, I don't know. Um, You know, maybe, yeah, stay tuned. But, you know, it's just this hope that we have for the future and, and this hope that we have, you know, that Jesus did come and die on the cross for us and that he was born. And, and, you know, Christmas is just such a great reminder of of the hope that we have and the fact that this happened. And so I just think this holiday season, you know, I'm, I'm a very, you know, I'm pretty, you know, pretty hardcore Republican, pretty hardcore conservative at this point in my life. And, you know, there's some things I don't agree with and some things I don't look to and, and I'm proud to be an American especially now you know living in Mexico like I take pride in the fact that I grew up in America I take pride in the fact you know uh, everybody else takes pride in their skin color I'm proud that I'm white like I'm proud that I have you know the the attributes that I do I'm proud to be tall I'm proud to be muscular I'm proud to be handsome like I'm I'm proud to be from the family I'm from uh, I'm proud of the attributes I have, and I don't want to look at somebody else at what they have or whatever and say, oh, they have more than me or oh, they have less than me. I just want to have pride in what I have and what I've been given, and, and most of those things I haven't earned. I just was given them, and there's no reason to feel shame about them. Well, it's the same with, with this. is 
I'm proud to be a Christian. I'm proud to have been given a gift and accepted it because I didn't do anything to earn it. And, and I think, you know, this holiday season, you know, with our hope, my hope, yes, I do support Donald Trump. Yes, I do support the Republican Party more often than not. I do support America. I love America. I think it's a, the land of opportunity, and I think that holds true today, and I think it's held true since its beginning. Um, and I hope it holds true for, you know, the years to come. But my hope is not in America. You know, America is not New Jerusalem. America is not the final resting place uh, for our souls. America is not the place that we're going to spend eternity. America is a place that we get to, you know, have the benefit of spending now in. And so my hope is not in Donald Trump. My hope is, even though I like Donald Trump, my hope is not in any political party or candidate or any country because countries are run by people. And it, I mean, it literally says in the Bible, when, 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 when Satan is tempting Jesus in the wilderness, he says, all, I don't, I'm going to butcher this verse, but he says, like, all the kingdoms of the earth, I have them all. And it even refers to Satan as the, you know, the God of this present age. I believe some translations might say king of this world or whatever, but it's not talking about Jesus. Like, Jesus, his kingdom is higher, it's above, and it's not of the flesh. Now, granted, he is coming back to redeem it, but as for right now, like, you know, it's not run completely by him. Now, he has ambassadors and people, but America and these other places are, are sanctuaries and they're great places, and, and, you know, but we're ambassadors. Like, we're refugees as Christians on this earth. And so I just think that is the hope, and, and, and I'm so thankful that God caught me at the young age that he did. And, and it, I get to wake up every morning and say, whatever goes on in the world, I have hope. Not because of my circumstances, but because of the King of Kings and because of the fact that he has saved me. I know where I'm going. I know I'll be with him. And the fact that I get to enjoy his presence and walk in hope every single day. And so going into this Christmas, that's what I want to remember. That's what I want to recall that's what I want to be the focal point of my life and my mission is the fact that hey man a bomb could go off right next to me or on me and I, I could lose all my limbs and I, I could be paralyzed and I would still have hope knowing that that is going to be redeemed and that it already is redeemed and the most important thing to be redeemed is my soul so I just think that's important uh, and I think that's uh, just something to be thankful for moving forward uh, now, there's some positives. Now we're going to get into a couple negatives. I know I'm going to sound like a, a contradiction, but uh, man, first of all, I went to church with my girlfriend yesterday and it was amazing. It was awesome. I loved it. And I would encourage all of you guys this holiday season to go to church in person, not online, but in person, because I just think for me personally, I've never gotten any kind of Holy Spirit experience really. I mean, I've gotten wisdom and, and I've felt encouraged by some messages online, but nothing, not even close to compared to being in person. So if there is a church open in person, go. Invite your friends, invite your family. If your church has not opened in person, I'm going to explain why here in a minute, why I think that is a... a a travesty. I, I think a question you should be asking yourself at this point personally, and I love my church family and I love people in my life and I love, you know, the church, but I, I do not agree with you on this 
And, and, and I, I think the only question I, sh I would ask is if the government told you tomorrow you could open, would you open? Because the government is not God, and the government does not get to say when things are right. They just get to assess when they're going to have a stake in what is either what they deem either right or wrong compared to the laws, or in reference to the laws. It's like if I'm a pastor, and I've been closed this whole time because I'm scared of being open, I'm scared of what's going to happen. First of all, I just want to encourage you because I love you and I care about you, uh, and this is my personal opinion, and this is how I interpret the Bible because I've gotten answers as to why they're closed, and a lot of them, most of them revolve around not offending your, your congregation and not wanting to be on the nightly news. I've gotten that from two different churches, and I think that's an absolute travesty. I, I really do. I really don't think that not being on the nightly news is a, an excuse to not do what we were called to do. I mean, we were called to civilly disobey if necessary. And, you know, the, the, the forefathers civilly disobeyed. Jesus civilly disobeyed um, Martin Luther King Jr., Martin Luther, uh, Gandhi. I mean, all the, I mean, Gandhi wasn't a Christian, but um, people during the Civil Rights, people during the Civil War. I mean, these people, people right now against abortion, um, people opening their churches. The government does not have a say in what's right and wrong. And yes, we should respect governing authorities so long as they're not causing us to sin and they're not keeping us from doing what we are called to do as Christians, which is reaching people, praying for people, being a community. And, and I've seen a lot, of, a lot in this season of life where people have, have kind of put that on the back burner. I'll just give you an example. Um, you know, I was in church uh, recently. I won't say which church or when I was there, but this church had said, you know, oh, you know, obviously we can't pray for you right now. And, um, you know, normally we'd lay hands on you and pray. <sighs> I just, I, and I'm not blaming the church for this. I'm not blaming people for this. But, man, that is definitely not what I see God's word telling us to do, to back off of what we're, I mean, a pandemic, and it's not even the pandemic at this point. People are out and about. People know that it's, you know, not as deadly as, as you know, people are making it seem. Um, it is 100% government regulation. And, and, and I mean, the Bible is very clear on, you know, just laying on of hands. I mean, we look at First Timothy, I've got, um, uh, you know, Acts 8, 17. It says, then they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit. So it says right here in Acts that you get to receive the Holy Spirit. Uh, what's the other one? Um, there's a few more here. Acts 6, 6, and they brought before the apostles. Oh, I'm sorry. And these they brought before the apostles, and after praying, they laid their hands on them. Again, you know, Acts 28, 8, and it happened that the father of Publius was, that's a funny word, Publius? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Was, was lying in bed afflicted with recurrent fever and dysentery fever is contagious. I mean, that's, that's something that it's, it's clearly saying, like that's a, a fever. A and Paul went in to see him, and after he had prayed, he laid his hands on him and healed him. First uh, Timothy 4.14, uh, I'm sorry, 
Yes, for First Timothy four fourteen. Do not neglect the the spiritual gift within you, which was bestowed on you through prophetic utterance with the laying on of hands by the presbytery. I guess that's where we get the word presbyterian. And then Second Timothy one six. For this reason, I remind you to kindle afresh the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. And then there's one more that was really good. I saw. Um, Oh yeah, it's uh, Luke 4:40. While the sun was was setting, all those who had, I'm sorry, who had any who were sick with various diseases, various diseases. This could be contagious. This can be polio. You know, there's leprosy. I mean, leprosy was one of the most contagious diseases. Uh, brought them to him, and laying his hands on each of them, he was healing them. So I mean, it's just. We're reminded over and over, and now these are accounts. This isn't saying don't stop laying on of hands, obviously. So there's there's a kind of a, a gray, I wouldn't say a gray area, but I just don't have enough knowledge about it. But this is precedent where we see apostles and disciples and people going out, even Jesus, with, with the Holy Spirit, knowing that people are afflicted, people are in pain, people are contagious. I mean, Jesus healing the lepers, the lame and the lepers— those are people, not lame, but uh, lepers were people that were very contagious at the time. You know, obviously we saw Paul goes into somebody that's sick, and we're being told right now that we cannot lay on hands with people and that we have to social distance. And I just think, and even the Bible says that we are, you know, where two or more are gathered, there shall I be. And I just, I don't see any precedent set in the Bible for what is was being said right now. Um, because if the government came out right now and said you're allowed to, you know, put your hands on people, every regulation, everything's called off, you know, make your own choices or whatever, be safe, we would open. And a lot of people would open, and I just think that's a very big miss because we are not called under the author- full authority of government officials, and even more so to the extent where, you know, the churches aren't even letting people touch each other and lay on hands. There is so much power in laying on of hands. When I received the Holy Spirit and got the gift of tongues, it was because somebody put their hands on me. And that's what they said. They need to put their hands on you to do that and to transfer power. And when you get healed, when somebody gets healed, you don't say, oh, we're going to do it from afar. Yes, there is healing in that, but there is more power in putting your hands on people. And so I think it's a very big miss. And I think we're missing the calling that we have to actually make the most impact that we have, and I just think so many Christians. I'll give you a story. I think in a second. I think so many Christians and so many churches, and I feel bad, and I pray that God raise up leaders and, and raise up people and would convict people. You know which way they're going, because personally, for me, I, I don't know if I feel like God is convicting people to stay closed. I, I really don't. Um, uh, these regulations. I think we've seen the evidence. It it, it is regulation at this point. And the sad thing is, you know, they kept everything closed in places like California. California, all the ICUs are closed. There's no, um, you know, the flu deaths. I, th- I think there hasn't been one reported flu death in San, San Diego. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Um, if, you're, if you went to uh, school with me and you're on my wrestling team and you are eventually one day going to medical school, you know who you are. Don't comment, okay? You're, you're annoying and you have no desire to uh, actually have a conversation, which I've asked you to do multiple times. I even, you know, try to do it not even on this podcast, just privately, 
So you know who you are if you're listening to this. Uh, don't comment. You're annoying. Stop. Um, for those of you that aren't that person, um, continue to listen. And, and feel free to comment whatever you want. Uh, just know if you do comment um, and you are a legitimate person, uh, not just a bot, I will ask if you want to have a conversation. And when you say no, um, just know that you're being a troll. Because if you are commenting on a post, sorry, I'm getting off topic. But if you're, I just got to say this. If you're commenting on a post, and you are unwilling to actually have a conversation with somebody that is outside of uh, texting or messaging or DMing, then you don't actually want to find the truth. You don't actually want to change somebody's mind. You want to be a troll. And that is some people in my life, and that is some people that have posted, and I will give you the platform to speak if you want to, and I will even have the private conversation with you um, if you would rather do that. So that's an invitation to anybody that listens that maybe has a problem and that knows me. So even if you don't know me, I'll, I'll, it depends on who you are, but I give most people the opportunity. Regardless, back to my point, um, they postponed the inevitable in places like California because they kept these lockdowns way past what they said they would. Um, so, I mean, at the beginning, we were told 3 million people were going to die. And we need to slow the spread by shutting down for 15 days. Okay, cool. Well, let's do that. Now we keep going because, oh, this, this, and this. And it's like, but a tenth of that has died and if you go to the cdc's website right now it does not say death from covid it says death involving covid i think the statistic came out that deaths actually from covid it was like six thousand total where it was just where it was covid there was no underlying conditions that contributed to it so even the cdc's numbers are very misleading because you look at them it says death involving covid okay shark attack he had covid so death involving covid george floyd uh fentanyl knee on the neck um, overdose, you know, all these things in COVID. And they even tried to say that it was a death from COVID, but it didn't go through, I believe. Um, so it's just, it, it, it's inconsistent. And, and as the church, we're supposed to be different and not go with culture as a, you know, cause I know what would happen if my church opened up a, a ton of people would get offended and wouldn't go. And it's just, crazy to me because, you know, Jesus even had a point in his ministry where he, you know, said something and 50% of the people left. And, and there was a time when, when the guy said, what do I have to do to follow you? He's like, follow me. Like, you know, go sell all your possessions and come. And the guy left because he was very rich and, and he didn't want to follow him. And so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And, and I'm fully willing and welcoming any conversation because I want to know, I, I, I want to have a legitimate, I want to hear a legitimate reason as to why the church is obeying this, this government overreach that is against our amendment rights, that is against our freedoms, and is completely against our faith. I mean, it's such a demonic agenda. We already know that Satan rules basically the, wor the world and we're just giving into it. And, and, and I'll give you an example of, of what this is like. I'll, so I'll tell you a story of what this is like, and then I'll give you a question to ponder. When I was in third grade, I went to a private school. Worst experience of my life was going to that private school. Um, I really, I got picked on a lot. I, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't have a lot of friends. Um, it just, I don't know, it just wasn't, it wasn't great for me. Uh, now, I'm sure it was great for some other people. It wasn't great for me. When I was a kid, I would blindly follow authority. I, I would never get in a fight in school. I wouldn't try to say anything. Um, I wouldn't do anything that the teacher didn't say. I didn't have my own, and now I'm nine years old at this time. I didn't have my own independence. 
I didn't have my own ability to make, you know, my own rational thoughts. I didn't have my own ability at the time to not follow authority when it was put in place. And, and because of that, I, I, you know, I lived in fear a lot. I remember there had been times, I mean, honestly, like if I was the way I am now, I probably would have gotten more fights in high school and, and college or less. I would have maybe just gotten in one and people would have known that we're not going to mess with him. Um, but I, 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 I've learned later on in life, but, but there was a, so in third grade, I, this is how bad it got. This is how bad it was as a kid of how much fear I had of authority, which isn't a bad thing at times, but you have to have your own autonomy. And when I was in third grade, I raised my hand. And this is a private school, so we're in uniforms. Keep that in mind for later. So I raised my hand, right? And I tell the teacher, hey, I have to go to the restroom. And she's like, oh, no, let me finish this. It's going to be like five minutes. And so she finished. She continues to talk. And this whole time, man, I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. I've never had to pee so bad in my entire life. And I don't say anything. I don't walk out. I don't do anything. I sit there and I peed my pants in front of the entire class. I'm like in the middle row and I peed my pants. And she got up and she said, okay, Christian, if you have to go to the restroom, you can. And I said, oh, I already went. Completely embarrassed, completely, I mean, I got piss all over me. There's an inch of piss in my seat, all because I blindly followed authority. And where did that get me? It, that teacher didn't know what was best for me. That teacher didn't know the situation I was in. That teacher didn't care how I was feeling. That teacher cared about finishing her point and, and maintaining control in the classroom. And because of it, because of my fear and, and just the fact that I could have just walked out and I would have been right. I could have walked out of that room and gone and taken a piss and I would have been correct. But because I was so scared, I blindly followed that authority to the point where I peed in my pants in front of my entire class as a third grader and I had to... And, and anybody that didn't know I peed in my pants, I had to go put on a new uniform. I had to go, and they didn't have any new uniforms, so I had to wear basketball shorts, and we're supposed to be wearing, you know, khakis. And, and we took a test that day. I remember this, and the teacher was like, oh, you know, everybody bring your tests up or whatever. I was like, oh, can you just come grab mine? Because I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I didn't want people to know. any. Like, if anybody didn't know, I didn't want people to know that I peed my pants. And, and she's like, Christian, you need to bring your test up. So I had to walk in front of the entire class again with basketball shorts on. So anybody that didn't know, they were like, what's wrong? And I'm just sitting there embarrassed and, and disenfranchised because I pissed my pants in front of everybody, the girls, everybody. And all for what? Because some teacher didn't want me to leave class. She didn't know what I was going through. She didn't know. And that's exactly where we are as a country right now. And I use that story. I know it's maybe a little graphic. Not graphic, but just kind of gross. But I use that story to illustrate where we're at. This is where the country is. This is where our people are, is we've got a bunch of sheep following these rules because they're so scared. And if they open up, they would be right. The right thing for me to do at that time was not to pee my pants. It was to get out and go pee. And I can deal with the consequences later. But the fact is, I would have done the right thing. And that's where we're at right now. And that's how I see it, is the right thing to do is open and be people and a community for your people, for the disenfranchised, for the hurting, for the sick, laying on of hands to those that are sick, that are hurting. That doesn't stop because the government tells you to stop. I'm sorry, but there's a little bit of a higher authority than Donald Trump or than uh, Joe Biden or Gavin Newsom or Nancy Pelosi or Andrew Cuomo or Kate Brown, who echoes whatever Gavin Newsom does, even though they've had 
700 deaths in Oregon as opposed to 17,000 in California. Uh, there's a higher authority that goes a lot beyond, that goes further than theirs. Because when they die, there's still going to be a kingdom that lasts. And that's not their kingdom. That's Jesus's kingdom. And, and the laying on of hands does not come with the caveat of don't do this if somebody's sick. Because we see them doing this with sick people. We see them doing this with people that are hurting, that are broken, that are contagious, that have fevers, that have leprosy. We see them doing this with things that are much worse than what we're dealing with right now. And there's no caveat of don't do it if this is the case. If COVID comes in 2020, don't lay on a pants. We are called to be the church. We are called to be different. We are called to be people of God that walk in authority with Jesus and if something else happens, I mean, we look at the New Testament, we look at the, the gospel writers, we look at the apostles, they're literally beaten, thrown in prison, and they come to a point where they let them out, and they put them in front of the judge, and the, they're like, okay, um, you got to stop this. And they're like, with all due respect, sir, you can keep us in prison, or you can put us out, but we're not going to stop. We can't stop preaching the gospel. They beat the crap out of them again, and you know what happened? They went right back to preaching the gospel because they could not stop. They were so filled with joy. They were so filled with love. They, they had this hope. This is like a person that knows where food is in a starving community and doesn't tell people about it. No, no, no. These people knew where it was. They knew where the bread was, and they told people about it. And so that's the hope we have this Christmas, and, and that's what I think everybody needs to know, because me personally, I will be at church this Christmas. I will not be wearing a mask. I will be around people. I will be praying for people. I will be getting prayed over by people, prophesied, praying in tongues, all the above. I will be singing songs. That is what I will be doing this Christmas. And if you don't want to do that because you don't think it's safe, that is your choice. And I have no qualms with that. But you cannot tell the church, you cannot tell the people of God what they can do because that is not under your jurisdiction. There is a higher authority above you. And it's just like me peeing my pants. We're going to find out one day that the right thing to do was to do the right thing, plain and simple. And, and hey, I could be wrong, all right? I could 100% be wrong, and the right thing to do right now is to listen, but I, I, the way I'm seeing it is there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of pressure from boards and stuff like that, and uh, I just disagree. I simply disagree. And if somebody wants to come on this show and talk with me, I fully welcome the conversation. I have no qualms against anybody that would you know, come and talk to me and disagree. I, I love that. I think that's what our country needs more of. I think that's what everybody needs more of. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at with that whole thing. So, um, guys, if you have any prayer requests, send them my way. Uh, man, I don't know if I have any more. Where are we at? We're about 35 minutes there. Okay, so that's a good chunk of time that I spent just babbling on about absolutely nothing. Uh, well, um, did you guys see that the, I put this in here, uh, my notes, and, and I don't know if I want to bring it up because it's kind of weird, but apparently Abraham Lincoln is getting canceled. I don't even have anything to say on that. There's a school in San Francisco that is, uh, considering, they haven't done it yet. They're considering changing the Abraham Lincoln, uh, junior high school, I believe, or middle school or something. It doesn't matter. Um, to, because he did not demonstrate that black lives matter enough. I'm sorry, but if you're on a board and you hear that come up, you just need to tell that person to shut up and sit down because that is just stupid. That is the most ignorant thing I've ever heard. It's because he's a Republican and he, he 
you know, eventually it's, you know, Republican versus Democrat, Christian versus anybody else. I mean, it's just, guys, that's not how it's supposed to be. Abraham Lincoln clearly showed that he cared about black lives and all lives. Um, if you're going to be pointing the finger at him, man, you better do a good assessment of yourself because that is just absurd. All right, nobody that's ever lived except Jesus has been perfect. And they killed him for it. So do the right thing. Um, tell people to, I mean, honestly, like, love them, but just tell them to be quiet sometimes. Man, that's where I'm at. If somebody said, oh, Abraham Lincoln didn't. And, and I, I thought this was a joke when I saw it. Uh, but, yeah, and, and the biggest thing, man, and I'm dealing with it out here, you know, because there's been a few, not nothing crazy. But, I mean, people are a little racist out here uh, in in. In co or in Mexico, I mean, especially, you know, gringo, you hear the word all the time, and I mean, especially me dating a Mexican girl, uh, they don't like that, they, they do not like that, um, and maybe I'll get into that later, but yeah, there's been some things that I've been like, babe, are, are they being racist to me right now, they're like, yeah, yeah, they are, they are, because they're people that, uh, are treating me and my girlfriend differently than, um, than, uh, than they do when I'm not around uh, and before I came around. So, but, and, and it frustrated me the other day, and, and I'll end on this because, because I think this is hopeful because this took a lot of pride and this was definitely some Holy Spirit interference. But me, my first instinct is to fight, man. I love to fight. Uh, I mean, I, I fight. Like, that's what I do. Um, you know, I'm training to be, you know, uh, a, a, you know, the best I can be at that sport. And I love it. And, man, I was just pissed the other day because some stuff happened and, and somebody was just obviously being racist and um, just discriminating against me and, and because, you know, and trying to take advantage of me because I'm white and I, they think I have money and, and I'm young. And, man, I was so pissed. And, and I was just like, babe, I'm going to freaking, oh, I'm going to kill these people. Like, I'm just pissed. I'm going to beat them up. And, and man, I, I went and sat outside and I was like, God, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this, but what is your will? Because my will and God's will were in very much contradiction at that time. And um, I asked God, I was like, what do you want me to do, man? What do you want me to do here? And he said, pray for him. Pray for him. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. And I had to suck up my pride and I took a deep breath like this. Oh. Okay. And I started praying for those people. And, and it wasn't a lot. Um, you know, I, I needed more, you know, help to muster it. But I said, God, I'm going to pray for him a little bit. And, and I did. And, and I pray that they have a good Christmas. And I pray that if I get anything to help them, I can. Um, I pray that, you know, because this is what I've been preaching my whole life is, you know, make people feel bad for, for, for trying to persecute you. And, um, and it doesn't happen by violence. It doesn't happen by evil. So I prayed for those people. And now I'm still going to, you know, be that guy that if you touch me, man, it's, it's game over. But, um, but as far as my, my hatred or my, my animosity, I wouldn't say hatred. I don't hate them. But my animosity, uh, I had to drop that at the door. I had to leave that at the cross because God died for them too. And, um, and, and I want to see things change. I want to see their hearts change. I'd rather see their hearts change than me change their face. Um, and so, that's what I had to do, and that's what I had to, you know, I, that's only what I could do through Jesus. I mean, I, I, I could not have done that without him. And so being able to do that, being able to have God put that on my heart, um, 
you know, I think that's just a lot of encouragement right now because, yeah, I can complain and gripe and, and call out these things. But ultimately, ultimately, man, I made a podcast earlier this year that said pray more than you complain. Or maybe I made a statement. I don't know if it was the title of the podcast. But uh, I'm just going to try to, especially going into 2021, man, I'm going to try to pray for these leaders and pray for the wisdom of their hearts. But I'm also not going to comply with some of these outlandish regulations. Um, I pray that God would transform their life. I pray that he would heal them. And I pray for my own heart that I would not hate them, but that I would love them unconditionally and hope to be wrong about them but also not be you know not be eating the king's meat you know because every time you see something like this happen in the old testament or the new testament it's like you know with all due respect or with you know much gratitude even even shadrach meshach and abednego when they were getting thrown in the fire they were like hey with all due respect sir and then they they told them like our God is able, but even if he doesn't, it's never with, you know, oh, we hate you and our God can save us or we hate you. It's like, man, no, with all due respect, even with the apostles, with all due respect. And so I think that's something I need to work on. That's something a lot of us need to work on, but it also doesn't come with the caveat that we just openly obey. You know, with all due respect, teacher, I'm going to go take a pee. So... That's all I got for you guys, man. Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas. I know I will. My girlfriend is coming with me to California to meet the family. So it is going to be a great time. But, uh, yeah, man, that being said, God bless you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. Um, send me your prayer requests through Instagram. I will be praying for each and every one of you guys um, that I get a prayer request from. Go sign up for the giveaway. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like. Uh, you know, make sure you, uh, hit the notification bell and, um, yeah, share this podcast. So I love you guys. If this did anything for you, please let me know. Please leave a review. God bless you guys. Peace.